It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate so much the opportunity to study God's Word with all of those listeners who tune in on this program. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you listening. We've heard from many of you, and we continue to hear from you, and that's such an encouragement to us. And our prayer is that as we study together on this program on a daily basis, that it is helping you to become stronger in your spiritual life as you learn His Word better, and thereby, we hope and we pray, grow closer and closer to Him. Again, that is our prayer and our hope. And we pray that this is making a good, positive difference in your life and that you're moving closer and closer to the point where you are going to be ready to make your decision as to what you're going to do about following God His way. And our prayer is, and we really do pray for you diligently and regularly, our prayer is that you'll make the right decision. Good to be here today again, as always, with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, it's certainly a blessing for me to be together on the program with you today, and certainly glad that all of you have tuned in to Search the Scriptures. We know that for many of you, you do this on purpose and with a purpose. You appreciate the program from the comments we hear, and we thank you for that. We do appreciate you listening and appreciate the fact that you're gaining from the programs we're putting on the air. And hopefully you're coming to that understanding that we're doing this because we're trying to glorify God, number one. And the way we believe we can do that most effectively is by proclaiming His Word in its purity and in its simplicity. And hopefully this is making sense for you in your life and you're finding the applications something that you can grab onto and incorporate in your own personal existence. Thank you again for listening. Dennis, we're going to continue right on with this study on a life worth living. Yes. We tried to help people come to refocus on their lives. Mm -hmm. Many people are rather forlorn and in despair. Unfortunately. We've, yes, yes, we've talked about many who have actually... Uh, gone to the extent of either taking their lives or attempting to do so. Mm -hmm. And you made the point that there is an attempt in this country to commit suicide every, how many seconds? Every 38 seconds. 38 seconds. That mm -hmm. is just astounding, or at least it should be. Yes, it should. And that is the product of people who have lost hope. Yes, they don't find that life, at least for them is worth living. And yet what we have been studying in this particular line of study, and we've been at it for quite a while now, mm -hmm. is that life is worth living. That's right. If we'll look at life in the right perspective. Yes. Now we've noted that God created us mm -hmm. special. He created us in His image. Yes. And so He created us to have a special relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. Many people, they miss that. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, above everything that God created, only man has a spirit. That's a right. A spirit that's going to live on, either in eternal life or in eternal death. And none of the other animals or creatures that God made has that spirit. When they die, they're dead. That's the end of it. Not so with man. Uh, I believe Solomon pointed out in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, 
that man goes back to the dust, but the spirit goes back to God who gave it. And we need to take hope in that. We do. But in order for us to have the hope that we should have, we've got to walk with God in this life. We certainly do. So we need to depend upon God. Absolutely. That is a really basic key Mm -hmm. to living a life that is worth living. It is. And then we also need to be willing to accept our lot in life. Yes, we do. Now, that doesn't mean not try to better ourselves when we can better ourselves. But hey, if we have some difficulties compared to some other people as far as talents are concerned and Mm -hmm. abilities are concerned Mm -hmm. and opportunities are concerned, that doesn't mean we need to be all down in the mouth, that we all need to be down on life. Mm -hmm. We need to do the best with what we've got Mm -hmm. and look to be able to do better. That's right. But ultimately, it comes back again to depending upon God. It certainly does. And we talked about how uh, the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. had some kind of physical impediment, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. doesn't tell us what it is. But it was sufficient that he prayed to the Lord three times, so it must have bothered him. Yes, that's right. But his answer to those prayers were no. Yes, they were. The Lord told him, no, I'm not going to remove whatever mm-hmm. that is. Paul refers to it as a thorn in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to use you in your weakness to bring about positive things. And he sure did. And Paul, he learned to look at that decision from the Lord in a really positive, upbeat way. Yes, he really did. He was able to come to the point that he realized even in his weakness, he could be effective for God if he depended upon him, which he did. I remember... My wife, many, many, many years ago, was in the hospital. She had undergone back surgery, and in the same hospital room with her was a little old lady. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. She Mm -hmm. was a little lady, and she was well advanced in her years. Mm -hmm. If you looked at her hands, you could see the deformity so obvious there from arthritis, apparently. Mm -hmm. And she had, for some time, been been unable to walk because of, I believe, because of knees that were bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could have been hips. I've forgotten which, but knees or hips. Mm -hmm. And so here she was. I believe she was in her 70s and, again, beaten by life as far as, you know, worn down and everything. But she had decided she wanted to walk again. Okay. So... She got with the doctor, and the doctor agreed, and he was in the process of replacing, if it was her knees that were bad, he was going to replace both knees. Mm -hmm. If it was her hips, it was both hips. Mm -hmm. But I remember she had had the first one done and was sharing the hospital room with my wife, who had gone through back surgery, and what a marvelous example this little old lady Mm -hmm. was. You would look at her, she'd always have a brightness coming from her face, a Mm -hmm. smile. One day she was really upset with herself or rather upset with herself because she was complaining about the pain. Mm -hmm. Now imagine that. Yes. I imagine there was some pain. But she was upset not 
with the pain so much as she was with herself that she was complaining about the pain. Mm -hmm. What a great example she was. I still remember that, and that was decades ago. Yes, those people have an impact on us. She took her lot in life, and she was going to try to do something with it. Mm -hmm. And she was going to try to get better. Yes. Paul said, as we closed our program yesterday, reading from Philippians 4, verses 11 and 12, Paul said he knew how to be both up and down, didn't he? He really did. He knew how to abound or to be abased. And the secret was? He trusted in God. And really, we didn't read it in the program yesterday, but verse 13 of Philippians 4 said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Some people might find themselves with some real physical incapacities. Yes. That doesn't mean you're beaten by life. No, it doesn't. That doesn't mean you, don't, you, you, you can only be unproductive. Mm -hmm. And that means you have a special challenge yes. to overcome. Right. But that challenge may actually present you with special opportunities. It certainly could. To serve God. Yes. It's how we look at it, attitude, and where our focus is, which we tried to emphasize yesterday. Mm -hmm. Our focus needs to be on serving God faithfully. That's right. And trusting him to take care of us in our inabilities, mm -hmm. incapacities, mm -hmm. and weaknesses. And that is the most effective way we can learn to accept our lot in life. Now, that is a third key in learning how to live a life that is worth living, is that we need to learn to live in the present. That's right. A lot of people live their lives in the past. Mm -hmm. Some people are hopeless dreamers. Now, I say hopeless in contrast to hopeful. Mm -hmm. They're hopeless dreamers. They're somewhere out there in la-la land, mm -hmm. the land of unreality, thinking that, you know, that's where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And it's completely unrealistic. Yes, it is. They need to recognize this is where I'm at, mm -hmm. and I need to live today. Mm -hmm. This is what I've got. Yes. And this is the situation that surrounds me. I need to deal with this situation in the here and now. Yeah, and uh, probably many of our listeners have heard this explained, Gary, in the past by having someone say, well, you need to learn to live one day at a time. And someone hears that phrase and they may almost instantly say, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard it hundreds of times. Well, I would respond to that by saying we haven't heard it enough unless we've actually put it into practice in our lives. When you go through a 12-step program as an alcoholic or a, or a drug addict, mm -hmm. they emphasize that. They certainly One do. One day at a time. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I've tried to tell people a number of times, sometimes it's half a day at a time. It can be. That's right. You just have to maintain that focus. You have to realize, i got to get through this half day, mm -hmm. and I need to try to do it as best as I can. Mm -hmm. And forget about focusing 20 years from now mm -hmm. or five years from now or even six months from now. 
right now is what I've got to deal with. Yes. And I need to, I need to use this time well, mm-hmm. and I need to get through it effectively. Right. Sometimes half a day at a time. That's For some right. people, in some special situations, it might be about an hour at a time. It could be. Okay. Now, let's, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34. There Jesus said, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Many people worry about things that will never happen. They really do. And you know, thinking about that, I believe it was Mark Twain who commented one time, I've lived many years and I've known a great many troubles, some of which have actually come. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Rather tongue-in-cheek. Yes, yes. And how many times do we worry about things, just work ourselves over and get ourselves into a frenzy, maybe develop, you know, uh, ulcers and, you know, one thing and another over things that never come to be. You know, I, I'd go out on a limb a little bit here, I think, Gary, and say that probably the majority of us, all you and I, all of those listening to the program, have done that very thing. We've worried about things that have never come to pass. Yes, yes. And... From another perspective, we worry about things that have already happened. We do. That's done. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe there's still some consequences, potentially, but that thing's already happened. Mm-hmm. And yet we continue to go over it and over it and over it and over it in our mind. And we can't stop it from having happened. It already happened. Yes, that can't be changed. So we're here. This is what we've got today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Apostle Paul put it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 2, Behold, now is the accepted time. Mm-hmm. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's right. The immediate moment is what we're assured of and all mm-hmm. that we're assured of. Right. If we have had problems in the past, okay, try to do better now. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't. Try to do the best we can now to make the future as bright as possible. Mm -hmm. In James chapter 4 and verse 14, James talks about the brevity of life. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. A vapor that appears for a little time. We talked about that recently how really young people, they think, man, life is dragging by, (laughs) going so slow. And then all of a sudden they hit a point in their life where it goes into fast forward. That's right. And it just seems to be a blur (laughs) to a great extent. I can't tell you how many people I've heard or that I've spoken to that are in the vicinity of my age, who say, boy, time sure seems to be going faster than it used to. Yeah, and of course, (laughs) it's going the same speed, isn't it? It's going the same speed. (laughs) We need to use what we've got right now, our Mm -hmm. present, 
We need to use that positively. We need to use that effectively with God's help and guidance to his glory. Mm -hmm. If we worry about tomorrow, we may have worried over something that will never come to pass, truly. We could. And that's both positive and negative. That's right. That's exactly right. And if we worry about yesterday, Mm -hmm. we can't go back and undo what already has happened. No, we can't. Let's turn to Philippians 3, beginning with verse 13, and reading through verse 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul is talking about his life, and he's looking at it from a retro or from a from a uh, perspective looking backwards Mm -hmm. and he says you know these things used to really be important to me yes we haven't read the whole text there right and he says now not so much Mm -hmm. i've learned that those things that i used to count so important they're really nothing in regards to my being right with Christ Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think it's important to note here as well, Gary, something that we talked about in the program yesterday, and that is focus. You know, Paul said in verse 13, one thing I do. Yes. He had a singleness of purpose as a Christian individual, and that was to forget those things that were behind him both positive and negative, which he had both, like all of us do, and to focus on the reward that was ahead of him. Yes. Now, you said we all have positive and negative. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone says, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. <laughs> yes. That's a lie. Yes, it is. That's a lie. Yes. Nobody has totally negatives in their life. No. We all have positives. Yes, we do. And if we examine the positives in relation to the negatives, almost guaranteed, hands down, the positives will not only surpass the negatives, but they'll do so on an abundant basis. Mm -hmm. Let's look at another passage in Philippians, chapter 3 and verse 5. And here Paul is mentioning some of those positive aspects from his past life. He said, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee. That was something of his credentials mm-hmm. from a you know, physical perspective. Yes. And yet he had come to the point where, as you read a few moments ago in verses 13 and 14, when he said, you know, these things that were passed, mm-hmm. uh, they're nothing. Yes. They're nothing. And these were very positive things that he could point to in his past. Uh, He was quite an outstanding individual in the Jewish community. He He did really have a pedigree. Yes, he did. And yet he realized, if that's what I end up dying with and for, Mm -hmm. and I'm not right with God, Mm -hmm. I've lost everything. That's exactly right. So he says that pedigree, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, uh, 
list of credentials. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean anything. As positive as it might be, it was not worth, it was not worth uh, risking his soul over. That's right. What I really want to do is be right with God. Yes. That's what he concluded. Mm -hmm. Now let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. And how about reading verse 13? Now here we look at some of the negative aspects of his past. He said, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He was a blasphemer and an insolent man mm -hmm. and a persecutor mm -hmm. while he believed in God. Yes. And while he thought he was serving God mm -hmm. in a dedicated way. But he was wrong. He was wrong. And, and, you know, you think about this, Gary. All of this that he's talking about being this blasphemer, being this persecutor, being this insolent man, that was all perpetrated against God's church. That's right. Against Christ, too. Against Christ. Now, how many times do we find people today who think, yeah, I, I can't become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Man, I, you don't know what I've done in my past life. You didn't do anything like what Paul did. No, guaranteed. No, no, you guys are just preachers. You know, you don't, you're, you're not in the, in the real world. I, I've done things in my life. I've been bad. I mean bad. You can't imagine. First, we can imagine. Yes. Second, we've probably talked to a number of other people who have done things just as bad, if not the same things that you have done. Third, you have done anything like what the Apostle Paul did before he became a Christian. Yes, that's right. He hunted down Christians mm -hmm. and put them in, cha in chains mm -hmm. and basically dragged them to be put on trial and then voted for their execution. That's right. Because he was so adamantly against Christ mm -hmm. and Christianity. Yes. But then he woke up. Yes, he did. And his life turned around. It really did. Now, I'm sure there must have been numerous occasions when he thought about some of the things that he had done oh, before he became a Christian. I can't imagine. Oh, it must have sent chills up and down his spine. It must have given him goosebumps. It must have brought tears to his eyes. Mm -hmm. Perhaps caused him to weep mm -hmm. heavily. Well, we could even go to the 15th verse of 1 Timothy chapter 1. There he describes himself as the foremost of all sinners. Yes, yes. And yet, that did not stop him from determining to live the rest of his life mm -hmm. for Christ mm -hmm. and teaching the gospel and spreading Christianity and walking with God. And that goes back to Philippians 3, verse 13. With a single purpose, a singleness of mind, he was forgetting what was behind and reaching forward to what was ahead. And we need to do exactly that too. We do. In our lives, we need to put the past behind us. We need to trust in the promises that God holds before us. Mm -hmm. And we need to embrace a life worth living 
And we need to live that life in the reality of right now. We're going to stop here, come back and continue this study. But please get, contact us and ask for that free Bible study and learn how you can begin to live a life that is oh so worth living. Contact us right now.